Ladies and gentlemen, trans and non-binary punks of all ages and denominations, welcome back. It's episode 10 of Not Just Affairs. Bet you punk-ass haters didn't think we'd make it this far, did ya? Well, we did. And we got lots more to come. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Guys, welcome back to Not Just a Face. Today's guests are the guitarist and bassist of Buffalo's finest hardcore act known as Pissing Match. Their sound resonates with me on a personal level because their sound is exactly like my sex life. It's a very fast-paced blast of aggression that's laughable and leaves everybody wanting more. <laughs> Hi, I'm Joe. You're listening to Pissing Match on Not Just a Face. Fuck your bitches, fuck your jackets, fuck your skinny jeans. Fuck your image, fuck your mansion, fuck your city Fuck your All right, so what's up, guys? Thanks so much for coming on the show. Uh, it actually shocked me that you took this interview now that you're so famous. Um, <laughs> at one point, you had five <laughs> followers on Spotify, and two, three of them are hosting this episode right now. So congrats on all your newfound fame and success with this new record. <laughs> well, well, thank you. I'm, I mean, uh, we took the interview originally because I thought we were on the hour, but I guess it's another Canadian show that this is. So thanks for having us. <laughs> it's a pleasure. So I want to get into talking about that record in a moment, but I'd like to start uh, the show off today how I usually do. I'd like to ask you guys how you got introduced into punk rock or any genre of music that was heavier or outside of the mainstream norms. Um, I'll go on this one. Uh, it was mostly just like, uh, as a kid, my mom used to play like the Beatles and Ronnie Millsap around the house. And then, uh, I got into, uh, MC Hammer and Paula Abdul and Janet Jackson. <laughs> and then all of a sudden I discovered Guns N' Roses and it was all downhill from there. I got into Metallica, Megadeth, Anthrax, Faith the War, which was more on the weird side. Then eventually to Nirvana, which was like the gateway band to uh, punk for me. Um, I got the 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 Come As You Are, uh, the story of Nirvana by Michael Azarad and uh, Kurt Cobain talks about like, you know, like uh, Buzz Osborne from the Melvins giving him a mixtape as a kid with like Black Flag on it and like Minor Threat and stuff like that. So like that's how I discovered like punk was like through that. So it started off with like Black Flag and Minor Threat and like uh, Agent Orange and then I started hanging around with like older kids. Like I was like maybe like 14 at the time. And I started hanging out with friends that were like 19 and 20. And uh, they started taking me around to, to shows and we started a band together and it was, you know, all downhill from there. And yourself, Joe? Um, well, I actually, uh, I started out pretty young, 1982. Um, I was about six years old. And uh, my cousin and I had discovered a, um, it was a cool Herc cassette. Um, so, uh, we, we started getting cool Herc. We started getting really, really into hip hop, uh, okay, throughout cool. that time, uh, got into break dancing, all that good stuff. And then, um, you know, just as, as, as time progressed a little bit, um, and we, we skateboard all the time, you know? So he ended up acquiring a cassette that had, uh, an underdog demo on it. Uh, this was about 87, 88, somewhere around there. And uh, Underdog is the band that uh, kind of 
drew me to hardcore. Um, and then, uh, as Aaron said, it all went downhill from there, you know, yeah. so that's, uh, underdog started it. And, uh, I, I still, for some reason I can't get it out. <laughs> so we got the start there. That's, that's awesome. Thanks guys. Uh, yep. we started off the, in, uh, the interview here. We played the song patches as your intro track. So where you guys are clearly venting your frustrations about the hardcore scene and just scenes in general here. So you guys are veterans to say the least. So I'm curious, what's the positive and negative changes you've seen in the punk scene throughout your time being a part of it? Um, Joe? Yeah, I'll, I'll, take, I'll take a positive. When I started going to shows, uh, one of the things that was widely acceptable for what reason, I have no idea, but uh, there was a lot of Nazi skinheads going to, going to the shows. Um, you know, there was a band from Buffalo called No Alibi that would just, they would just play shows. Um, and it was, it was just, like I said, it was widely accepted. Um, so one of the good positives is, is, uh, early nineties, you know, we kicked their asses out and, uh, they've, they've disappeared since then. Um, um, but, uh, you know, now that stuff's all starting to rise back up again with our recent, uh, you know, our recent presidential uh, administration that kind of <laughs> yeah. said, hey, it's okay if you feel this way. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's, so that's one of the positives. You know, one uh, big negative on the hardcore scene is um, it's always been an exclusive club. You know, um, you, you go to hardcore shows, you're a new, awkward kid. You know, you're not really going to be accepted until you start showing up a lot. Uh, all the time start talking to people. But um, one thing, you know, there's these sects of hardcore and punk that they all have their own scene. And the intermingling of these has kind of come to a screeching halt. Um, and uh, it sucks because some of the best shows that we have played um, have been with uh, with either grind bands or, you know, your, 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 your tough guy, tough guy bands. Uh, shit like that, but um, it's it's kind of few and far in between. People just like to to group all of their stuff together. Um, so that's a negative and positive I've seen. Aaron, um, probably the the biggest thing was probably the internet. Like <laughs> when I fir my first show I ever went to was like word of mouth, got a flyer, you know, and it was in the the following years that you started getting the internet. And there's like positives with the internet which was like we had like uh, the Buffalo Shows message board and there were forums, like independent forums for people that like like-minded people that like have the similar interests and everything. Um, so it was really good for uh, promoting uh, your band and your shows and everything. Um, but then later on, as you started to see these forums kind of die down, these independent forums in it, you started to see like uh, social media going the way of like multinational conglomerates and uh you know like platforms like facebook and things like that um it's just kind of led to like people being slackers with like promoting and things like that um so it's 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 different you know and it's it's crazy this last year being like under the whole like uh pandemic like you know like <laughs> we're only relying on that to get the word out um so i mean the good thing is there are like more like independent platforms like we really like to utilize like Bandcamp for uh, you know merch sales and things like that. Um, so it's kind of cool. Thanks, guys. That's great, uh, Joe. I'd have to agree as well. Bring back the mixed bills. 
you know, hardcore, yeah. grind, yeah. punk, whatever. It doesn't matter what the fuck you're playing. Let's all get it together on one, one it's, same it's set, good. one same stage, you know. Yeah, it's fuck Nazis, mean. too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that was just a, a standard agreement. <laughs> shouldn't have to say that, but unfortunately, yeah. Yeah, yeah fuck yeah. Nazis. Yeah. So you guys talk about a lot of different uh, political views and a lot of different frustrations and you vent throughout the lyrics. Who's the mastermind? Is it, is it just your vocalist there or is it a, a contribution of everyone's thoughts? It's all Mr. Uh, Mr. Atkins and, uh, and Jay, our, our singer. Um, yeah, like the, yeah. the band started out as like a solo project and I recorded a demo like where I played all the instruments and I wrote all the songs. And um, I got together with Jay because Jay uh, like saw a link for it and like posted on the Buffalo Shows message board like, oh, I'm jealous of like all members of this band um, and Resist Control too. Um, but so I was like, yo, Jay and I tried like hooking up and doing something like a few years before and nothing panned out of it. So I, I called him on the phone. I'm like, hey, this isn't a band, but it could be if you want to sing for it. And he said, oh, fuck yeah. So then we brought Joe into the fold. And then uh, Joe brought in Rob and then Robin, like uh, Rob started driving out to Syracuse where I live um, to just rehearse the songs with me. And then once we did that, we started rehearsing back at Buffalo with Joe and then Jay and then started banging tunes out with that. So I wrote a lot of the early lyrics, all the new lyrics on this record, like are written by Jay. So um, some of the early lyrics that like I wrote were just like, um, just like, you know, just pissed off songs about like the more annoying idiosyncrasies of like uh, being in the punk scene, like, you know, the fashion elements, um, scenesterism, stuff like that, you know, like people having inflated egos about like, you know, their fucking self-importance, like shut the fuck up, like, you know, just do something and fucking, you know, if like don't do it for your own like fucking personal fucking uh, brownie points, you know um so there's like stuff like that you know um there's a song that like mrr didn't like fucking because uh you know it's kind of critical of like like the the tactics of like people like on the left that you know that immediately like resort to property damage and stuff like that like i don't fucking like fuck property you know i don't care but like you know it's just kind of like it's a bad tactic like when it comes down to like actually trying to win the hearts and minds of people um so it was kind of like went over their head and they thought it was like me fucking like writing about fucking cop, like supporting cops. And it was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You totally, you missed the point right That's there, the you know? And, uh, you know, so it was kind of funny because at the time we already had a song that Jay had written for the new record, uh, Blue Lives Don't Matter. <laughs> we were already playing it. We thought it was funny as hell. Like uh, MRR is like, maybe this guy's a cop. <laughs> like the lyric was uh fucking um you know maybe you might actually get something done if throwing rocks at cops weren't so much fun yeah. like yeah i'm fucking i i would love to throw a rock at a cop don't fucking get me wrong you know but like you know like it's just like well i'm more of like a pacifist in tactics and things like that man fucking that's just what it comes down to in my politics so guys let's talk about this new album i feel like i ordered it several years ago 
um, since time has crawled to an absolute dead fucking halt during these lockdowns. I'm actually, I'll never forget the day it went up for sale though, because you guys had the fucking audacity to put the pre-orders up for like 9 a.m. on a Saturday morning, which meant I had to make sure that no matter how hungover I was, that my alarms would be able to wake me up so I could have the privilege of spending like 60 fucking dollars on nine minutes of music. I then cursed you guys out, took a very long and dehydrated kiss, and went right back to bed. What were your thoughts on that one, guys? This is a- hey, listen, Joey Fitzgerald is the guy you need to be yelling at about this from Irish Voodoo. He's the one who decided to put him up on, uh, I think it was the 31st of uh, December. That's the worst. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is the worst. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, that was the day after my birthday, so I was hung the fuck over. Nice, it sucked more nice. Than 9 a.m. Yeah. So, where and when did you guys record this record? Uh, what? When did we record it, Aaron? Was it uh, November twenty seventeen? Yeah, it was a long time ago. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it took like two years, like, but when between us recording our first seven inch, and. Uh, getting it out and then like this one took three years so maybe yep. we're <laughs> we're we're slow moving there so am i gonna wait another couple years for the the third the trilogy or what <laughs> no we uh we actually have it written we just have to start rehearsing it like i think that with the pandemic and everybody getting their vaccinations that might put you know light a fire under our asses yep true are you guys doing a second pressing for crossing streams Yep, from what I understand, yeah, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be on black vinyl. Cool. Um, but uh, it should be going in for pressing fairly soon. Is it coming out on vinyl or is it another lathe? Um, oh, it's 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 another lathe, but okay. uh, you know, it's vinyl-ish, vinyl adjacent. Yeah. So, have you guys ever tried to write like a three-minute song, or are you worried that'll sound too much like an LP? <laughs> Uh, no, it's like we kind of are, are, are teetering in, uh, into the prog rock territory with like one minute songs currently. So yeah, um, <laughs> we do have like a little noise rock song that we like we've rehearsed that kind of sounds like Jesus Lizard and uh, like we've never played it live, but we fuck around with it at practice. Yeah, there's uh, there's definitely uh, if you ever come to one of our practices, there's uh, you know a little bit of pot that gets smoked. And, um, and, and things tend to get a little bit weird, a little bit proggy, and uh, very drawn out. But uh, those, those aren't, aren't the songs. Those are just the jams. Yeah, we like to jam a lot, and I think it kind of, like, loosens us up, and it, yep. it keeps us on our toes with the improvisation aspect of it, you know, like coming with sh- up with shit off the top of your head and then, uh, you know, uh, applying to that to this, like, really – rigid structured shit where you know we're gonna play this bar in four then we're gonna play this bar in three and then we're gonna go back to four and then we're gonna go to five and then three again like it's like a lot of weird time changes and shit like that that i I don't think a lot of people are perceptive to you know like yes we play super short songs but there are a lot of changes in the songs and things like that you know um we're trying to like have as many riffs in like a you know a traditional one two minute song but smash them into a 20 second song you know right yeah mm-hmm. no one will ever accuse you guys of being a, a three-chord wonder that's for sure oh no 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 and listen i'm an i'm an old man my brain's getting foggy as shit and uh i rely <laughs> on 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 muscle memory 
to uh, to get me through a lot of this stuff. <laughs> Sandy, can you relate to that one? <laughs> Point is, if you guys are together for another decade, when your discography comes out, you might have an LP by that point. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> All right, so guys, jokes aside, let's get into the politics. You're lyrically a very open book, and thanks for printing the lyrics on the releases. I absolutely hate when bands don't print the lyrics. You guys, however, hate a lot of shit. The song Endless Sea, off of the new uh, LP Crossing Streams, discusses your thoughts on American gun issues. You talked about it briefly on the last album, too, for the track Go Get Your Gun. So I'm curious, since you guys are obviously not fans of how out of control gun violence is in the States, does that mean you don't carry? No, but I was raised around like firearms because I come from like a military family. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, I think they need to be regulated a hell of a lot better. Like fucking, you know, you got to get a license to fucking drive a car. Why the fuck can't yeah. you like, you know, go through firearm safety and fucking being registered to have a fucking firearm, you know, that's right. about it. I mean, go get your gun isn't so much about like the gun itself. What happened was, was I was, uh, I made an unfortunately bad decision to go see uh, the Zack Snyder Superman film with my wife, um, which was that fucking movie sucked by the way. And uh, there was a guy sitting in front of us and he, for some reason thought that I was like spitting on him. And I have no fucking clue. Cause it was a packed theater and everything. And so when I left the theater, my wife left before me, um, and then I was just like, all right, I'm going to just watch the last scene and then check out for the credits. The guy followed me, spit on the back of my head and I turn around and there's this huge fucking dude who's like fucking Barry Bonds with fucking like, you know, like just jacked. Okay. And he's fucking screaming at me. And then like, he, like, uh, it, he's just like, you know what? I'm going to go out to my car and get my gun and, and fucking blow your head off. And I'm like, Hey, you know what, dude, that makes you feel better. Go ahead. I'm not afraid of you go piss off, you know? Yeah. And like, that's just that whole thing in the song. It was just like, what the fuck, you know, like fucking people just like out there fucking losing their shit in the community, you know? Um, there's a few other songs like that, you know, people that are fucking driving like assholes, you know, a guy who fucking like totally break checked me in the middle of the highway fucking after he fucking cut me off. Like, it was just like, dude. <laughs> so a lot of those are like almost like, fucking autobiographical in certain ways. Yep. Listen, Aaron, if you were really, truly punk rock, you would have been spitting on that guy's head. <laughs> <laughs> like, dude. <laughs> but uh, back to the back to the gun thing, you know, I've, I've you know, grew up around guns. Um, uh, you know, I've always had guns. Um, and then they, they, they can be fun, man. But uh, there needs to be some kind of regulation. I'm not trying to take away everybody's gun or whatever, but if you look at our, the mass shootings that happen in America and it's like fucking daily here, um, you know, all of these people committing these mass shootings have legally obtained a gun and all of them, you know, they, they got some, they obviously have some mental problems. The background checks weren't properly done and it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's spreading like wildfire. So that's where I stand. I, you know, I, I, I don't hate guns for the most part, but uh, I, I, I really hope to see uh, some, some positive gun control. But in America, everybody's so fucking pigheaded. It's never going to happen. Yeah, it's not very hopeful, but I, I agree a little more regulation would be, uh, yeah. would be best. Thanks for, the, uh, thanks for the input on that one, guys. But something I personally hate the most, 
ah, shit, probably just as much as the out-of-control gun violence there, is any idiot who isn't pro-life. As you guys have said yourself in my favorite pissing match lyric, there is no pro-life, there is only anti-choice. There is no pro-life, there's only anti-choice. There is no pro-life, you stifle the voices of... There is no pro-life, there's only anti-choice. There is no pro-life, you stifle the voices of those you can't stand. Support Planned Parenthood. So, aside of Planned Parenthood, what other causes do you guys support? Um, you know, I, I've, I've supported like uh, the Minnesota Freedom Fund when everything was happening in Minneapolis there. Um, Justice Dems, Black Lives Matter, like the local Black Lives Matter in Syracuse, the bail bond fund, stuff like that. Just trying to get people out of, uh, out of jail that shouldn't be in jail, you know. Um, that's about it. Like lefty, uh, lefty people running for office that are sympathetic to uh, lefty ideals, you know, stuff like that. Cool. Right on, yeah. All right. So, uh, since we dove into the politics now, the million-dollar question: uh, Trump. We uh, we know by your band's artwork that like uh, you guys hate Trump since one of your shirts featured. Uh, um, you know, he was, his face was being pissed on. And uh, <laughs> as Canadians, uh, funny enough, like we always seem to have American politics uh, smeared in our face, like teenagers putting dog shit under car door handles. Like it just, it, it's everywhere. Like it comes up <laughs> in conversations all the time. So like, what do you guys think with the new half cadaver Biden being in power? Like uh, you think he's going to do any better? Like what direction do you think this is going in? I don't well, think Trump Biden's- was, well, yeah. yeah, no, go Aaron, go. Dude, Trump was such a fucking piece of shit that any fucking asshole could do better than him, okay? I mean, the thing with Biden is he's just a return to the fucking status quo, right? And we still need to fucking fight the status quo that this needs to happen, you know? Like, it's not a time to fucking sit down and be idle. Um, No, it's fucking time to say, you know what? We want fucking more. Like, workers have a fucking shit fucking place in this country, and, you know, we're not fucking, we're not satisfied, you know? Like, this is bullshit. Like, we want an economic system that works for everybody. And, you know, like, eh, we'll see about Biden. (laughs) We'll see about him. But, you know, what were you about to say, Joe? I was just going to say Biden is, uh, honestly, he's he's pretty much one in the same. Um, You know, he's, he's, uh, like you said, he's he's the establishment. He is uh, the status quo. Um, He's not going to fucking do anything that's going to make us a better place. But at least I don't have to fucking turn on the news every single morning and be like, what the fuck happened today? You know, it's like it's a hell of a lot more quiet. Um, so so I'll, I'll, I'll take it for what it's worth. Yeah, yeah bad absolute fucking grift off of it. So, yeah. And, then, you know, we had opportunities, man. We had we had some pretty decent people running at one point. You know, we had uh you know, Tulsi Gabbard, Andrew uh, Yang, and uh, Bernie Sanders, and just Fucking people. Fucking Bernie, bro. Yeah, people just don't. <laughs> talk, man. It's either you're you're either this this middle of the road Democrat or you're this fucking middle of the road Republican. Those are the only two that are ever going to have a fucking chance in our. Yeah, because we don't have a parliamentary system, so like yeah. third parties are like no fucking. It's not fucking possible. The Green Party hasn't fucking gotten any sort of fucking 
you know, nationwide fucking office ever. So, well, well, like, you know, then, then you got, yeah, what's his, Howie, Howie, what the fuck's his last name? There? Howie Hawkins, man. He lives Howie in Syracuse. Hawkins, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's like practically my neighbor. It, dude is fucking insane, man. Get somebody with a little bit, uh, <laughs> a little bit better. I voted and, uh, for, I maybe, voted for maybe one of these third parties will take off. I voted for yeah. Howie uh, a few years ago for governor. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, that's the same thing here in Canada. Um, the Green Party, they just, like, they don't have much of a platform, but they finally got into our House of Commons as of a couple of years ago. But, yeah, they, they have nothing to go with. But, uh, yeah, need more support, and they need to figure out what the fuck they're doing, too. So, But they're in yeah. the right direction. They're, they're, they're yeah, ahead. Yeah. 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 What the what the Green Party stands for is is I you know I'm I'm all for it, man. It's just uh, they don't have the right people in place. Um, and then this year, this last election, I think they didn't even get two uh, percent of the votes or whatever. So oh fuck no, because there were so many anti-Trump votes that went out there. Yeah, it wasn't people. Yeah, we yeah. were nobody was voting for Biden. Everybody was voting against Trump. You yeah. know that's which is why how Trump got into office. Nobody voted for Trump. Everybody voted against Clinton. Yeah. So, <laughs> That's, that's, that's essentially it. That's essentially yeah. it. That's a good, that's a good take right there, Joe. Hey, I wanted a woman to win. Uh, Jill Stein. She was the Green Party for. Uh, she, she was. She, yeah, I voted exactly. for in twenty sixteen so. myself. Yeah. Yeah, she was in but sixteen. Yeah. My politics, I think, have evolved a little more. Out, like since then, where it's just like you know what, like I'm gonna fucking support people that want to primary, um, you know, establishment candidates, you know get people that fucking actually give a fuck about like workers' rights. So oh, uh, yeah, personal interest for everybody else. Yeah, I know. Really. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um so uh yeah uh, uh so back to the record I guess uh, Aaron it's it's uh, interesting that you're saying you wrote all of uh uh, wrote most of the old stuff and uh, you're saying Jay had more of a part in uh, the content for this new record and it's, uh, it's a shame he's not here right now because I was curious after I listened to Buffaloosers um, I couldn't help but chuckle and wonder if uh, I don't know if it's uh, him or everybody else he hangs around that is yeah. banned from past and present Super Bowl parties and sports bars and or have you or has he always like pissed against the tide of all icons and athletic team straight out of the urinal that's called Buffalo. I mean, me personally, like, I think that's hilarious because uh, I think that's the best, best local uh, comedic act uh, the second across the Peace Bridge. Uh, can anyone, like, fill me in on the details and tell us how you really feel about football and sports? Yeah, Jay is uh, – I've known Jay since, I was, since we were kids, really. Um, and he has always been vehemently anti-sports, except for BMX and skateboarding. Um, and uh, – <laughs> <laughs> he's always he's always been the the anti-jock guy um and, and he feels really really passionate about it like that that buffalo yeah. losers is that's his heart man that's his heart um you know me and myself i am a uh, i'm a big new york yankees fan but i don't give a fuck about the rest of baseball um and uh <clears throat> i'm somewhat of a casual bills fan again don't give a fuck about the rest of uh football you know i i have my teams that i pay attention to that's it don't I know you from someplace? Nah, man, that ain't me. I'm from Buffalo. Go Bills. Go Bills, yeah. <laughs>
All right. So, anyways, I'm very curious uh, as amongst the uh, rest of our neighborly fans here in the north. Um, when was the first Canadian pissy match show? Because for me, like my time frame's a little fuzzy. But uh, other than the few shows in Hamilton, and uh, you guys did a live set, I believe, on uh, Equalizing Distort in Toronto. Uh, my first. No, time we didn't do that. Yeah, we didn't do oh, it. No, you didn't do that. We would love. We I would love to play on Equalizing Distort. My old band, Everything Falls Apart, played on there. And uh, Steve Perry's an awesome dude. Plus, you know, he's got a similar name to the, the singer from Journey. Um, yeah. No, it was, <laughs> yeah, it was, we played uh, we played the Choco reunion in Toronto, um, and Steve was there. So he, uh, like, he got to see the band, and then I sent him a copy of the demo, or, uh, or I think he downloaded it or whatever, and then he played it on the show, yeah. um, which was pretty what? awesome and really supportive. Where, what was the name of that place? So it was, like, down in the basement. GBGB. Okay. Yeah, Shibijibis. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Greg uh, Benedetto from Suck of the City was, I think, uh, doing that show. I, I believe that was uh, Shit's Jam Space. Yeah, Shit's Jam Space. Yeah, and that. then we played uh, one or two shows at that bar right next door as well. Yeah, we played with La Armada. I think, like maybe, yeah. like maybe not quite a year later. Yeah. Probably like the following, like summer or the following. I think maybe it was like in, in like fall or winter or something. I don't know. Yep. I can't yep. remember. Yep. Uh, then we did that other chokehold uh, reunion in Hamilton. Hamilton. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. In the hammer. And then, uh, and then, but then uh, Sandy was like the last our, show we played in Canada was the last one with Sh Sandy had us go down there. Yeah. The Halloween show with hostage. And hostage, uh, yeah. Yeah. That was yeah. a fun one. Yeah. That was fun. That was awesome. a blast. Hell yeah. We had a great time that night. I've heard about that. I wasn't there, but these two were. Uh, let's do the hometown thing, guys. Who's your favorite Buffalo bands? Against Pure Eel. Oh, oh, he's going to say, like, <laughs> <laughs> current? Like, we're, are we going to go with current? Like, yeah, if we're, yeah, we're talking pass, about I don't give a fuck. If they're from Buffalo, who do you love? Who's I'm sure there? Against All Hope are probably, like, jamming in a garage somewhere. I fucking um, hope so. Unfortunately, <laughs> But uh, yeah, yeah. I, I love Pure Heel a lot. Um, <clears throat> uh, I also like Johnny Nobody, who's more of a rock band. But uh, they're 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 fun. They're great to see. Um, <clears throat> Nylon Otters, another good band from Buffalo. Uh, Pure Heel, Healer, Wrong the Oppressor, um, Main Breaker, uh, yep. Scumfire is another good one that's out right now. I mean, they're like. A lot of bands that are really talented from Buffalo that are, are fucking rocking a juggernaut um, all, all over the place, like with the different kind of sounds and stuff like that, you know, everything from like traditional hardcore punk to like more of the metalcore stuff. Right. Um, you know, right. more got, like the garage rock stuff. We got GOA, you know, Ron yeah, the Oppressor. Uh, Longest War featuring uh, one of your Canadian brothers. Mr. Logan. Yeah. Yep, yep. And uh, I'll tell you what, I uh, I was in the Watchmen recording studio the other day, and I listened to the entire new uh, Let Live, or um, They Live record, and holy fuck, is that going to be one hell of a release. Yeah, that should be awesome. Is that going to be coming out, you think? Uh, it's going to be coming out soon. Soon. They're just uh, wrapping up the recording on it now, so um, glad, uh, glad the Elman brothers are back doing that. <laughs> yeah, with, with not seeing live shows, yeah, we need all the music we can get to save our sanity at this fucking point. You know? <laughs> mm -hmm. 
So we got the favorite bands, guys. Thanks for that. Favorite places to play in Buffalo? Mohawk Place, um, Buffalo Grindhouse, uh, upstairs a good bar, Niagara Hotel in Lockport, um, and then house menus, like illegal illegal house menus. Yep, yep. Um, the Bird Birdhouse is one of my favorite places. Yeah, Birdhouse is um, fucking great. Yeah, I don't know if they're going to be doing shows there anymore, but I, I've always I've always loved playing over there. Cool. Yeah. And uh, favorite places to eat in Buffalo? You guys aren't vegan, right? Uh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> hey, do for I, the record, I got nothing against it. Just yeah. asking. Yeah. No, no Jay's veggie. With the rest of us are omnivores. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I like, uh, you know, personally in in Buffalo, I um, I, I would have to say, uh, shit, man. My favorite restaurant would be. Um, La Divina Dos. It's uh just a just a Mexican like store. Best La Divina's good, man. That's yeah, like best tacos I've ever had, man. Um, I like Amy's place. Um, yeah, they've got new ownership coming in though. Do they? I understand? Good. Yeah. Good. Um, Mighty Taco. Gotta go with Mighty Taco for talking about Buffalo. It's not like great, but it's fucking Mighty Taco and it's Buffalo. Yeah. And then uh. There's a great little Puerto Rican joint on uh, Swan Street in South Buffalo, Montez. And uh, you can get like all the pastelio and arcapuria and pincho and all that good shit there. Yeah, they have a good mofongo there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, hey, guys, if I order buffalo chicken that didn't actually come from Buffalo, am I a poser? Fuck yeah. You're a poser. You're a poser. You know when you're a poser? You're only a poser if you eat it with fucking ranch, okay? Oh. <laughs> are you, are you, uh, are you uh, Captain Blue Cheese there? What's his, what's his face there? He's on fucking Rogan's stupid podcast. That guy, the Blue Cheese. Oh, Joey Coco me. Diaz. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. the Blue Cheese with your wings and go, fuck your mother. Yeah. <laughs> I like that guy. Not a not a huge Rogan fan. Just putting that out there. Um, but yeah, I, but there's like, Joe, there's, Joey there's Coco like, Diaz is uh, yeah. that guy is a gem, man. He's a national treasure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Rogan's all right when he stays in his lane, which is fucking talking to comedians. Yeah, yeah. When he starts talking, uh, you know, MMA and all that, I'm out. I don't, I'm, I don't follow any of it. Don't understand any of it. Yeah, go back to DMT. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking hate yeah. that clown. You should stick to comedy. Don't want a tree no more. Stuck in my head, man. Yeah. Fucking dog. Walks into the Fuck. Okay, pod peoples, punks, drunks, whoever the fuck is actually listening. Thank you. Welcome back to Not Just a Phase. Today, I am co-hosting with two veterans as well. Ryan Rogers, an ex-member of Lions and many other great bands, including Eating Glass, World Gone, World Gone, a bunch of other bands that get overshadowed by Lions. I'm also joined today with Sandy. He is a special guest co-hosting on the show today. Sandy is a veteran of many years in the punk thing and a current band member of Hostage for Guitar. He was also in Haymaker, still is, Laid to Rest, an ex-Chokehold member as well. He was actually there to witness the very first ever stage dive. They called it something different back then, but he can't remember what it was. But welcome to the show, Sandy. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us today, man. Wow, you put that so eloquently. I don't feel old at all. 
Joe, I think you got a year on me, don't you? I think I do. Yeah. <laughs> I think I do. You might have been there for that same stage dive. <laughs> I, I, dude, I might have been. If, and if I'm not mistaken, I think I, I met you when I was about uh, 13, maybe. Yeah, you were in IND, was it? Was it yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, when you guys started coming coming down here and playing. Yeah, yeah. I, those, like I, I remember you having them. The Buffalo Bands. Yeah. I remember you were you were young, but you had those super big sideburns. Uh, yeah. 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 Not much has changed. <laughs> a little sexier. <laughs> I mean, you. You're, you're a lot sexier. <laughs> yeah. Guys, you've seen them come. You've seen them go. What's your favorite band? Only one band. It does not have to be Buffalo Region. One band for each of you that is no longer active that you would fucking kill to see a reunion show of. No, exactly who that is. Right away. And, and it, it's not going to happen, um, but it's uh, very Canadian. Um, SNFU. Okay. Oh, yeah, never again. Chai Pig, rest in peace. Never again, man. Rip, rip Chai. But uh, that was uh, that was one of my favorite live bands of all time. Oh, shit. That was real quick. I asked that question every fucking interview. And a lot of the time, bands go, ah, I don't know. I'm like, did I send you these fucking questions? Did you think of them ahead of time? Aaron, what do you what do you got? One band. I was just thinking in realms of Buffalo bands, and like one is Despair because they were like the first like Buffalo band I really got into. Um, then uh, Resist Control, No Time Left, and uh, the Control. Cool. All right, that was quicker than I expected. <laughs> 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 yeah. I'm fucking, I'll let it run. This this last house is just gonna be raw. Fucking fuck the. I thought, I thought four Buffalo bands was a, was a good one. Yeah, I said yeah, I mean, whatever. Fuck me, right? It's all yeah. <laughs> so guys, two of them have the word control in their name. So right. So outside of hardcore, outside of punk rock, what's your guilty pleasure? What's the Ooh. cheesiest, poppiest, sappiest, softest? What do you play that you're fucking ashamed to tell people about? I want to hear okay. it. Okay. Nene Cherry. Nene Cherry. <laughs> Buffalo stance. Yeah, there you go. All right, Aaron knows mine <laughs> because I get clowned about this shit all the time. Also, very Canadian, but that Len can't stop the bum rush record. Whenever Ooh. it's on, I'm oh, going to listen to the whole thing all the way through. I'm going to be singing <laughs> along. I Fucking love that record. Didn't see that one coming. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> That's why I love asking that question. Aaron, what's your guilty pleasure? What do you got in that closet, man? That's Nene Cherry. I just said it, Buffalo Stance. Okay. That's a dope song, though. It's a classic. Dude, it is that a good song, song rips, man. That song rips. That bass line is out of this world. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I know money, man. Can we my love? It's serious that I'm thinking of. We always hang in a buffalo stance. We do the vibe, baby, not from there. Yeah, I can get it. And then, like, mix that with, like, fucking suffocation, and that's that's where my head is at. Wow. Um, yeah, I don't know. I've been listening to, like, some Christian death recently, so Romeo's distress is, like, stuck in my head for, like, the last week. <laughs> well, outside of uh, cringy shit you guys listen to in your free time, obviously you guys are fucking hilarious. Thanks again for coming on the show. Can I get yeah. like one favorite comedian out of each of you? Just one. Yeah, my all-time favorite. Uh, God rest his soul, Mitch Hedberg. Nice, Whoa. king of the one-liners. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
my FedEx guy is a drug dealer, but he doesn't know it. <laughs> yeah, I know. One of a kind, man. I used to do a lot of drugs. I, uh, I still do, but I used to as well. <laughs> I feel like a duck's opinion of me is based on the amount of bread that I have. Yeah. <laughs> Classic, yeah. Even as the guy that ran the canteen on that 70s show, he was gold. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, my, me and my buddy Chris, every time, uh, every time we have a snack, we have to drop the snack for maximum flavor. <laughs> and, and Aaron, yourself? Uh, Bill Hicks and George Carlin. Fuck. Fuck I said yes. Both are solid, yes. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, I know how Ryan feels about George Carlin. Oh, he's a visionary ahead of his time. Yeah, like, like yeah. just, oh my God, I could go on for days. He's the only guy that keeps me alive some days, like, because he made way too much sense before anything else. Yep, and he's yeah. still... Still very relevant today, everything that he said, man. Oh, yeah. Sure He's just cranking him out. But, yeah, yeah, Bill Hicks in particular is just like, if you want to ask me about spirituality, that's I'm totally on board with Bill Hicks's, uh whole mantra. Yeah. So, and to yeah. give you an idea of how I was raised, my parents brought me to see George Carlin about three times from the time I was six years old until that's 10 awesome. years old. That's awesome. Yeah, wow. yeah. <laughs> little, little inappropriate for a kid, man. But it, uh, it, it, it definitely taught me a lot. Seems yeah. like that'll leave a lasting effect, eh? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not that cool. I've only seen like Jerry Seinfeld and, and Chappelle. What's the deal with airline food? <laughs> <laughs> What's the deal? <laughs> Have you guys ever seen Gilbert Gottfried impersonate Jerry Seinfeld? There's like a little yes. boy. It was fucking hysterical, dude. It was fucking hysterical. I forget who was the other comedian, like in the the thing that Jerry was talking to. But that bit is fucking hysterical, man. So you guys have been doing this uh, for oof, who knows how long? A lot longer than I've been alive. Maybe not that long. I don't know. You guys are older than me. You've seen a lot, played a lot of shows. What's your favorite memory from playing shows or on tour? I, I have a favorite pissing match memory. Um, and it didn't really have anything to do with playing the shows, but it uh, involved driving home from uh, from a weekend gig. And uh, Aaron, I had given Aaron, it's a little pillow and a blanket in one, you know? So Aaron is just passed the fuck out to sleep. He starts snoring right up against the window. And so Jay, our singer who was driving, you know, we, we tried getting Aaron to stop snoring a couple times. And then finally Jay's just like, dude, fuck this. So he rolled down the window. The pillow goes flying out of the fucking car. Aaron's, Aaron's head hits the side of the door. It was just, uh, it was one of those funny, funny moments, man. I'll never forget it. Oh, Did yeah. he wake up for it? Oh, yeah. I was fucking pissed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was yeah, we, fucking here. We, we, def we definitely got yelled at. That was, uh, I was a cranky bastard. <laughs> But I don't know. They had some fun at my expense. So, uh, that one fucking time that I loved was uh, when Pissing Match played with Toronto, or uh, I think it was like after the La Armada show when Joe fucking locked the key, his keys in the the, the van. Yep. And yep. fucking dude, he like what I don't know what it was, but we had to use a payphone to get like fucking like AAA service or something to get them to fucking somebody to come out or a tow company or something, right. and. We was right by a, a hot dog stand, so we all got a bunch of hot dogs and shit. And then the, the thing that we were laughing about was, was the payphone 
uh, fucking somebody pissed in a fucking bottle and fucking just left it on the fucking payphone. And it was fucking hysterical. Like, cause you know, pissing matches out there. <laughs> fucking gotta use yep. the payphone and there's a bottle of piss on it. Yep. Yeah, we were such fat fucks. The reason it got locked in the cut because we saw the hot dog cart and we're like, fuck hot dogs, let's go. And then, street meat? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's nothing Toronto better. Street and they, they have veggie options too, so Jay's on board with it, you know. Yep, yep. Jay and Eric are all about it. Very nice. And uh, just one last question, and hopefully you're going to bullshit and lie to me. What's your guys' favorite podcast? Oh, my favorite podcast is uh, by far Not a Phase. <laughs> that's that's the joking. second time. Yeah, that's the second time. It's the second time I've had a guest fuck up the name. It's not just a face, but yeah, it's your favorite. So thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, I, I actually uh, lately I've been digging a lot of the uh, the Jake Brennan podcasts, um, <clears throat> like uh, the the Twenty Seven Club, and. Um, Ah, what the hell? I try. I can't think of the other name, the other one, right off the top of my head. But uh, he's the old singer for uh, Cast Iron Hike, which was a, a victory band, um, and and he does these these great storytelling podcasts about all of the tragedies that happened throughout like rock and roll history, um, and he t- he tells them in such a fucking way, dude. It, you're just locked in. Cool. I, I don't actually listen to podcasts. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I, you're a podcaster that doesn't listen to podcasts. I personally, I'm, I'm into live streaming, um, even political content. So right. I listen to the majority report with Sam Cedar. Um, you know, usually when I'm commuting at work, I can just pop it up on YouTube and it's playing through my stereo and I just drive and fucking listen to the commentary. And, um, you know, I'm also into like live streaming, gaming and shit like that. Um, what do you game? What do you game? Um, just mostly retro gaming, honestly. Oh, okay. Like you know anything like Sega, Nintendo, um, Turbo <laughs> Graphics, all all the old classic consoles, and um, I've kind of taken an interest in fucking uh, British micro computing recently. I just kind of fell down the rabbit hole, and I find like out this information about like the Amstrad CPC four sixty four. And, uh, you know, through the rabbit hole of, like, you know, the, the Commodore 64 fucking videos and all that shit. And, and uh, Zypho's a, a streamer out of uh, the UK that I, I really love watching his streams. He's a great streamer. Um, and there's a whole community around it, which for some reason now I'm kind of like uh, hanging out with a fucking online community of fucking British micro PC fucking gamers. So do you guys <laughs> just sit around and talk about like offshore fishing? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> maybe, maybe if it's like the eight-bit variety. Yeah, that was like one of like the best Commodore games I ever played as a kid. Was offshore. Oh yeah. Sandy, did you grow up with a Commodore? No, my, my dad wasn't rich enough for a Commodore. We got a we got a Radio Shack Tandy, so all I played was Mega Man as a kid. <laughs> Fucking sweet. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Aaron. Go ahead. Aaron, have you played? Uh, have you by any chance seen Mad Dog's new game that he just did? No, he sent me like, a link for it, but I hadn't had a chance to take sit down and 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 it's it, it, it's it. fu- it's fucking awesome. It's absolutely it's legit. Awesome. All right, yeah, I'm gonna guys, check that shit out. If you guys don't know, uh, Mad Dog is uh, he's this um, this Buffalo music. I, I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say he's a legend. 
He's a fucking um, legend, man. And he's very, very strange guy, but now he's now he's into building video games, and uh, yeah. he just made this really awesome retro gamer. Um, and it's uh, my son played it. I watched my son play it. It was pretty cool. So excellent. Yeah, well, I'm gonna you check guys- that out then because he asked like you know for my my thoughts on it. So yeah, get back yeah. to him. You guys talk about retro gaming a lot. Um, so I assume you're both single. No. <laughs> No, dude, neither of us are. No, and I have, both tied uh, down. I, I, I have four kids, so and uh, two of them are into gaming. Very nice, very nice. Connection, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I'm just a, a big kid, and my wife my wife uh, puts up with my shit. So. They all put up on their shit. I bought yeah. that old Nintendo emulator, and uh, I play, like, two of the games that are offered on it religiously, and... My lady, every time I bring that thing out, she just rolls her eyes and fucks off and just lets me go nuts with it. So I get it. I get where you guys are coming from. (laughs) Big boys, same boys, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, quick question for you guys. Uh, Okay, so Aaron, you're in Syracuse, and uh, Joe, you're still outside of Buffalo, right? So. Yep, yep, uh, yep. When I do the borrow time thing, we got got a kid that lives in Syracuse, and obviously I'm nowhere near anywhere. Uh, What's scheduling like for practicing? Because with us, we got to plan it well in advance. Yeah, yeah. typically we, we do have to like plan it well in advance. Uh, we have like a group text message chat, and um, usually it'll it'll kind of line up like that. Like, oh, what days is everybody available? Like, you know, send me your schedule, or we kind of hash it out that way so that like everything's out in the open and we all know what's up with the with the other guy and what their mm-hmm. commitments are and everything. So it's it's an event when we get together. I, uh, I, I make the commute like, uh, 150 miles each way. So, um, (laughs) yeah, I try to make it an event like, Oh, I'm going to hang out for the weekend. Maybe I'll stay at my mom's house or something and, uh, go visit (laughs) friends or whatever. But, you know, obviously with the pandemic, I haven't been able to do that much. So. And when we, when we, when we do get together, we're, we're together for hours Oh yeah, just, just hashing everything out. Yeah, I got a question. It might not uh, might not make the edit, but I hope it does. Fuck you, Dalton. It should make the edit. Dalton's my editor. So uh, <laughs> what was it? Fucking yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. This is hardcore. There was a oh yeah event. You guys thoughts on this shit? Because yeah, I'm getting real tired of sitting home alone. The the black and blue show. All right. So coming <laughs> into this, I I was fired the fuck up. Anyway, because uh, Mark Miller, um, who sings, uh, used to sing for Black X, uh, sent me a link to a podcast, um, from a European podcast with Freddie Madball talking. And, and in this, like, like Freddie, I mean, he was just short of gargling Trump's jizz. It was fucking just, he was on Trump's dick so hard. He was? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's a total, he's a total, total Trump fan. Um, Dude, that's a, it's such a bummer. Yeah, yeah, it really is. And then, you know, John Joseph, this corny motherfucker, uh, you know, he's been this, this QAnon anti-masker fucking uh, th- th- this whole time. So them two, both their bands played it. And uh, I watched the video of it, and it made me happy to see that again. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't want to be anywhere fucking near that, you know, like it's, I'm, I'm glad that, that something like that happened, but I, I feel it's a little too early for it. Um, 
you're you're probably going to be seeing uh, a lot of a lot of posts of uh, some some recently COVID positive people that were at that show. I mean, it was there, there's two thousand people in there. There was no there was no um, no mask mandate. No mask mandate, no guidelines whatsoever. I mean, it was it was yeah. a it was a straight up hardcore show. You know, it looked like a great show. It's just something it like I, a great I time want to involved in. Yeah, yeah. It's just yeah. it's highly irresponsible right now. You know? Yeah, and yeah. if we're if we're trying to fucking make sure that fucking like hardcore music and hardcore culture are uh, you know at least fucking look like something that fucking the youth can be involved in because it's fucking we're, we're responsible you know what i'm saying right um yeah. and we could like actually like spread a, a message of positivity and that is fucking taking care of each other and you know being fucking good fucking uh like people in the process i don't know i just fucking i think it's highly irresponsible to have all those people crammed in there man that's 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 a real bummer so yeah. you know about that yeah mad ball's playing again today in brooklyn too Oh Jesus Christ! Death yeah, Fortis Honor's there too. The fuck? Hmm? Death of Fortis Honor, I believe, is on the bill with them as well today for the twenty-fifth. Fucking smell yeah. the yeah. bacon, bro. Smell the bacon. Bacon. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> like now is not the time to fucking let your guard down. Fucking this, we're not out of the woods just yet. You know. Yep. Uh, we're we're right. seeing it up here right now. One in five yeah. is, is up here positive. So yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. 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 As so I, as I, agree with you, I agree with you guys a little fucking irresponsible however i would have 100 percent been there and then just isolated for two weeks and got my test and made sure i didn't spread it god forbid yeah now obviously not everyone's gonna fucking do that but yeah. i would happily give my left nut to go to a fucking show go get a covid test and if i did come out positive i'd stay the fuck home for two weeks Right, right. Because we've been in lockdown for over a year, somewhat. Yeah, yeah, I know. You guys are you guys are strict up there. Oh um, how, how are you guys doing? On, how are you guys doing on your vaccine rollout? Speaking of which, uh, today's episode of Not Just a Face brought to you today by Illegal Gathering. Uh, there's three of us in one fucking room here today. This is super illegal, breaking the law here just to do this uh, podcast for you, ungrateful pricks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well i'm glad that we yeah. can facilitate some sort of illegal activity so yeah i mean uh, we all we all yeah. want to go back to shows and we all want to do it you know what i'm saying and we're looking forward to being able to do that you know kind of like the the thing is is just kind of seeing where this goes after so many people are vaccinated and you have like all these different variants like the uk variant and the fucking south american or our south african variant and there's like a brazilian variant now too you know and yeah. people are I mean, keep saying reinfections and it's not that they're getting reinfected what it is is that they're fucking catching a variant that like possibly might not like you know the the vaccines aren't as effective against you know um but i just i'm I'm tired of fucking like all this fucking like this bullshit where people don't want to fucking pay attention to science and shit and they want to live with their fucking heads in their asses um you know subscribe to this whole fucking like new age fucking hippie shit and fucking conspiracy theory bullshit and everything like that and like fucking get with it you know (laughs) fucking like stop fucking thinking about yourself and fucking thinking about fucking other people you know like that's where i'm at right there with that right now if there's a if there's ever a model to prove your theory correct it's right here in ontario because we are losing the battle losing yeah yeah 5g network is going to take us over man yeah and those facts oh yeah (laughs) yeah Uh, yeah, over here where I'm at, I'm in uh, Western New York, so Buffalo area. 
you know, we're, we have, for some reason or another, we have the highest rate of, uh, of COVID infections in like three states. Um, so um, a lot of people aren't getting the vaccine, which I kind of understand that to a degree. You know, it's like they, they tested it for not even a full year. Um, but but I, I'm vaccinated. You know, I got, I got that Johnson & Johnson 5G Bill Gates shot right into me. Um, Family company. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah, we fucking, like, got your vaccine, you know, like saying, if you have the opportunity, just fucking do it, you know? Yeah. I'm not anti-vask. I'm not anti-mask. I don't think any of us are here. Whatever. Yeah. But people who need it, just fucking get it. Like, honestly. Yeah. And I'll get it when it's fucking convenient for me, you know? My immune system yep. will be able to handle it till then. Yeah. Yeah, they're rolling it down now. They started. Uh, it was you know the very elderly, um, then the less elderly, then Sandy's generation. They're getting it soon. Um, no offense taken. No offense taken. <laughs> Sandy's generation. Yeah, pre- yeah. Sandy's generation. What are they for the prehistoric age? Like who are they fucking? <laughs> oh, Sandy's like third wave. There was you know like 80s, 70s, 60s, and then. Hey, hey, he's a Gen Xer, okay. <laughs> am I? An, I am an Xer. Yeah, that's right. You are an Xer. Yep. Yeah. I'm an old millennial, so yeah, I was I'm born in '82. Yeah. Oh, you're a liar. You're a, you're a Gen liar. After X came Y. <laughs> in Canada, y millennial. I don't know. I came of age with uh, the dawn of the new millennium. Backstreet Boys and Y2K, baby. <laughs> Y2K, yeah. Wow, everybody. Yeah, yeah, we've gone through what? SARS, bird flu, Y2K, fucking Mad Cow. I guess now we're doing the COVID thing. Yeah. Yep, yep. There was, there, we had the swine flu, too. That was a good time. Yeah. Great times, huh? And yeah. you guys don't want a hot cup of Ebola while we're at it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We missed yeah. that one? Yeah. My apologies. My apologies. Yeah. We had there SARS was, uh, last year. Oh, yeah, somewhere in Arizona last year or something like that, I think there was a uh, skunk or maybe something like that that had the bubonic plague. I was kind of hoping to see that. That'd make a little little comeback. One skunk. Yeah. So that's the wonderful thing about modern uh, science is that we cured that shit. It's called penicillin. Yeah. <laughs> that old bubonic plague. That fucking ravaged Europe fucking, uh, you know, a thousand years ago. And now, hey, is kill, fucking cure it with penicillin. Yeah, we, yep, yep. we, we cured SARS with a rock concert, so I'm waiting for COVID Fest. Yeah, I'm um, hoping that'll be a big hit. Uh, maybe the Rolling Stones will come out for that one again if they can. Corona Rama, that's what we'll call it. It's a big festival, Corona Rama. Yeah, yeah. How are the How are the Rolling Stones even fucking walking anymore? <laughs> <laughs> they all live you, man. HGH, buddy. Yeah. No, they're oh preserved in the uh, wax museums. <laughs> <laughs> they look. Dead, and then but when they take the stage, man, it's like they're it's like they're they're young 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 lads again. It's it's, uh, it's crazy. I probably I should I should have done more drugs when I was younger. Maybe I'd be maybe I'd be in a little bit better shape. Uh, they kind of they have a pickling effect, you know. Yeah. <laughs> hey, why don't you guys want to piss in a cup? <laughs> What's the issue? The, the funny thing is, both Aaron and I, we have to piss in a cup. <laughs> You know, uh, <laughs> for our job, we got to piss in a cup. But um, yeah, Aaron, you you're the one who wrote the song. Yeah, thank you for reaching behind it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> basically, it. I moved to Syracuse and I was frustrated over the fact that, like, oh god damn, nobody pissed past it in Buffalo, but for some reason, everybody pissed us in Syracuse. What the fuck. 
So I needed a job, and I didn't want to piss in a cup. Yep. <laughs> the I had to. capital of, of, of uh, Western Midwestern New York, and you're pissing in a cup. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that's basically it. That's <laughs> that's that's how it goes, man. All the straight edgers fucking must have taken over and fucking the corporate power structure in Syracuse and made sure that fucking everybody has to piss in a cup, man. You want that HVAC job, you're going to piss in that cup. So. Yep. Yeah. So and, and whereas in Buffalo, no, they were all fucking. I, I worked. I was like, I was working out of like a mob fucking plumbing business. They were doing all sorts of shady shit, and the <laughs> owner got fucking sent away to like a federal fucking uh, penitentiary, like uh, low security prison, because he was like putting in fucking bids like for the same job under like fucking shell companies, and then underbidding himself on the oh. public job. So yep, yeah, big big, sh- big shout out to Gross Plumbing. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the shit that happens in fucking Niagara Falls, New York. You know what I'm saying? Like Niagara Falls, New York is just fucking ghetto, man. We're fucking we're hurting out there. We, yeah, we get to look right hard. across the fucking li- the river and just see like you know, beauty, like social social democracy. Ah, right, right. It's just it's so close. Yeah. Yeah, my favorite. I saw Mark Marin, and uh, he's uh, he was talking about uh, Niagara Falls, and he's yeah, he's like, I was just over in Niagara Falls, Canada, and it was it was amazing. Then I came over to the states, and what the fuck happened? Yeah. <laughs> he's sitting on his stool, so clueless. Yeah, yeah, I can just yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tale of two cities, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Well, shit, from the Rainbow Bridge, we can see the only uh, mighty taco in 7-Eleven that matters once you cross it. There is a 7-Eleven on the left hand You side. would not believe how many Canadians <laughs> sit on, 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 the, uh, on your opposite side of that border and just, like, reach out and go, oh, I want the buffalo chicken bowl from Mighty Taco. <laughs> they can't get it. You know, they can't get it. Oh, I want the $11.12 packs of Natty, and I can't get it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah your beer is expensive over there. Yeah, it is. Government has us by the dick. Yeah, we also have percentage on our beers too, so we get fucked up way faster like now. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Whenever I come across the border, the first thing I do is I stop at that 7 Eleven in Niagara Falls, New York, and I grab grab at least 12 of your finest American brewed beers for like $4. And then uh, (laughs) I got to get some like uh, six cent taquitos. And then we hit the road. The get some beer park guys. water. Get some beer park water and just roll. <laughs> the fucking roller stop tequila. Jersey. Jersey. <laughs> stop Jersey. That's awesome, uh, man. You guys have been to uh, you guys have been to Canada a couple times. What's your favorite part about coming to your uh, friendly neighbors in the north here? Real Please. sugar and, and fizzy pop. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Real sugar and fizzy pop. <laughs> yep. Yeah, there you go. I used to I used to come over all the time, and uh, I used to skate a uh, a place. I believe it was a town called Aurelia, but it was like Coochie Ching, Coochie Ching Park. Coochie Ching, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, there was. I used to love going up there, man, or or just hanging out in Toronto. Did you ever come I, up to I mean, see Rudy's? Rudy Skate What's Park that? in Mississauga. Did you ever come up and skate Rudy Skate Park in Mississauga? No, no, I didn't. We put a, we brought Snapcase up there years ago. Snapcase? Yeah, we played right in the middle of the, the skate, like one of the street, one of the street areas. It was all indoor, and one of the street areas we turned into a stage in it. 
Snapcase playing. The kids were just skating ramps all around. It was rad. Fuck it was so man. rad. Yeah. Rudy's was rad for a while until it shut down. All it takes is one kid to crack a set open, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of St. Catharines, I used to love going to Gord's, too. Um, yes. I, hear that place, I hear that place is gone now. Gonzo. Yeah. They, they made it like a, a dance club, hip-hop club kind of shit. Did they really? Uh, yeah, club, I and then it, it, it faded quickly, maybe an hour. Or, sorry, maybe, <laughs> maybe a year after. <laughs> yeah. Maybe an hour after. Fuck it. Whatever. Uh, yeah. yeah. You used to get pretty fucked up at that place. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for coming on the show today. It was fucking awesome. I had a blast. Lots of laughs. Is there any uh, causes, shout-outs, plugs? Uh, I'm going to roll with the red carpet, as Sean Evans Evans says on Hot Ones. Causes, anything, shout-outs? Floor is yours, mic is yours. What do you got? Aaron? Um, Shit, I mean, I... uh, 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 We're fucking... I'm just going to (laughs) fucking plug... I'm going to promote the band. I'm going to promote all of our other bands, too. Uh, Pissing Match, second pressing of Crossing Streams is coming out. Um, follow Irish Voodoo Records on whatever social media bullshit you uh, use. Um, keep an eye out for that if you missed uh, the first round. And then as well, uh, Joe has a fucking band, Good Dude. They have a fucking new record, Paranormal Activity. And uh, that shit's pretty fucking ripping. And uh, speaking of Snapcase, didn't Daryl sing a song on that, Joe? No, he actually bailed on us. Oh, he bailed on you guys? Ah, yeah. You know you made it when Daryl takes a shit on you. I'll, <laughs> I'll sing on that for you. <laughs> yeah, you can't have Daryl from Snapcase, but you can have Man Shovel from Pissing Match. Yeah, but I love Man Shovel <laughs> from Pissing Match, so there you go. Yeah, and then Pure Heels uh, got the second pressing of that uh, late that they put out like uh, late last year coming out. They just had a 7-inch come out on Irish Voodoo. Um, Which is awesome. So, yeah, Pure Heels doing fucking things. So um, we're gonna we're gonna start to get together. I think like you know once we see how this this pandemic uh, pans out, um, it'll probably be like a, a process where it's just like Rob and I getting together, and uh, I've got new material uh, written. So we're just gonna work on that, and then hopefully try and hit the studio by the end of the year and have something uh something out by the end of the year or early next year. So. Yeah. Yep. Very much looking forward to that. Uh, big hey, shout out again to Irish Voodoo for uh, sending me a, a free Pure Heel seven inch. Really appreciate that. Nice, <laughs> that's, the nice. first, uh, that's the first hookup I've had for interviewing yeah. bands so far. So, big oh, shout and out. I also I also have a band with my wife. We're called Brown Sweat. Uh, check us out on the Instagram and the Bandcamp. Um, we've got a six song like demo CD thingy. It's mm-hmm. called "Fucking Shredded and Destroyed," and that fucking shreds too, man. Yeah, it's just like old school grindcore, death metal, hardcore, like all mished up together, like crossover type stuff. So, yep. uh, so while we're doing the plugs, if uh, if anybody wants, you go on uh, Pissing Matches social. We did a live stream earlier in the year, which was uh, was a very neat, fun live stream to do. Um, very weird if you're into if you're into weird imagery and uh, moogs yeah. and everything like that. Um, Beowulf's playing bass with Hourglass too. That's another one. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Our, our Hourglass guitar band, player, Beowulf, um, X Every Time I Die guy, is he's playing bass with uh, Hourglass. Um, and then uh, on September 11th of this year, we are playing. It's going to be our, our our next show back. We're going to be playing a uh, Planned Parenthood benefit at the Mohawk Place in Buffalo. 
Sick. Yeah, see there. Yep, yep. And then uh, other than that, I um, I'm a chairperson on a uh, on a committee where we are raising funds for a concrete skate park in my city of Lockport, New York, which is kind of a impoverished community. Um, we teamed up with uh, the Tony Hawk Foundation, which is now called the Skate Park Project, and the Ralph C. Wilson Foundation, um, where <clears throat> you know whatever we raise up to two hundred fifty thousand dollars, they will match. And uh, we'll, you know, we'll have a, a concrete skate park in our town for, for many, many years to come. Currently, right now, we're halfway over our goal. Um, so oh, yeah. if, you, uh, if you want to, check out the Rail Yard Skate Park in Lockport, New York, and uh, support us if you can. Thank you. Can you donate to that? Can you donate to that on the link? Yes, 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 you can. Uh, we're, we're, on, we're on Instagram. We're on uh, uh, Facebook, all the social medias. Um, so you can find us on there, Rail Yard Skate Park. And uh, there is a GoFundMe on there. And there's also, I, we got a lot of merch and stuff like that that we're hawking. Nice. Cool. Oh, and all the shit clears up. We'll get you back up here as well. So. We'd oh, love, we love, that, love man. to, we we'd love love to that. get you guys down here, man. Yeah, we want to cross the board. We haven't done American shows yet so as far as hostels go. So, yeah. It's just, you yeah. guys can borrow all the gear you want. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep, lie through our teeth, cross the border. Oh, we're just uh, going to Qatar Center. Yeah, yeah isn't it a shame <laughs> that Canada, Canada yes. let us start coming back over the border without like any like hard questions? Because we used to have to go over there and like pretend that we were recording, and then if yeah. they asked us, "Oh, you're in a band? Like, what's your band's name?" We we'd say like, "Oh, we don't have a name yet. We're just recording a demo." Yeah, yeah for promotional purposes, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And like, as long as you're spending money in Canada, it was good. But now it's just like, yo, you go out there, they just want to see that, you know, you, you have insurance on your merchandise and they're pretty cool about it. I wish yep. that uh, fucking the United States would fucking do that with our, our neighbors up north. Yeah. Yeah. Sandy, I think the show that you booked us on, we were heading over and uh, Aaron, who had driven from Syracuse, gets in the van. We start driving. And he realizes does not have a fucking passport. It's it true. Left it at home, so it's a uh, three hours back, and we we're just like fuck it, let's just try it. We get to the we get to the you know and the the border guards just you know we explain it to him real quick, expecting for him to say all right, turn around, and he's just hey, you guys are fine, have fun. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, I gave you guys that letter too, so that probably helped too. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, and and we did, and we were expecting to get like fucking uh, hit harder coming in the back into the states, and it was not nah, that. Nah. They must have my information on hand that shows that I have a passport. So yeah, yeah, they were able Who's to cross-reference that with my license. Yeah, yeah, because, dude, I, I, I've always been lucky getting into Canada, but sometimes, man, coming back into the States, yeah. dude, I've been fucked with, had my car taken apart. It was, uh, you know, it, yeah. things seemed to be a little better, well, before lockdown anyway. Yeah. I had a, a – quickly, I could see the, I could see the timer counting down here, but – uh, I, I came over for some board of time shows and I came over with just my base and my backpack. And, uh, the guy looks at the back of the truck and he's like, Hey, uh, what's this? I'm like, my guitar. He's like, you play a band. I'm like, man, I wish I was that good. He's like, oh, yeah, I play too. I hear you. I wish I was that good too. And he's like, here's your passport. See you later, buddy. And I'm like, America. Smell <laughs> <laughs> <Solid> the <laughs> freedom. Freedom fireworks. <laughs> Bring on the freedom eagles and Budweiser's. 
<laughs> Thank you so much again. I don't know if this is going to be the fucking outro or how much of this shit is going to make it, but it was a fucking pleasure. Love to have you back on again. Thank you so much, guys. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Yeah, great, thanks, thanks, guys. This has been awesome. Yeah, I had a great time. Thank you. Hey, you two dudes. Later. Take care, right, guys. See you, Sandy. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> Next week on Not Just a Phase. Hey, uh, Rob here on Scene Scene Podcast. Um, I'm here with the local band Stink. Thanks, Stink, for coming back with me from the uh, soup kitchen. (laughs) 